This is a Life School Podcast, episode number 167, and today we're going to talk about why consumerism is leaving you starving spiritually. Welcome to the Life School Podcast, where each week you'll learn how to live with greater intentionality and an integrated faith that naturally fits into every area of life. This is the stuff that your parents, teachers, and pastors forgot to tell you. I'm Heath Hollinsby. I'm here with your host, Caesar Kalinowski. Hey, Heath. Good to be with you again, my friend. Another week in the books. What's going on, man? Um, I don't know. Living the dream, loving life. Uh, here Baby we are. your grandson. <laughs> yeah. Not, not this moment. Maybe we'll have to have him on the show one of these days. But yeah, he's around a lot. Uh, little Patton, but... Uh, mm. And waiting for little Caesar, number five, to be able to be running around. But right now, he's more mobile or uh, less mobile. Less but, mobile. But no, it has been super beautiful here, man, where it's we live amazing. this week. I, I'm loving that. Um, I don't know. I felt a really good energy lately. Like, I just oh. feel like, you know, you feel sometimes like you're just in the zone. And yeah, like, things God, are firing. God's really on the throne and yeah. you're acknowledging it. <laughs> it's probably the good weather. It's. I think it has Out some of that, of that winter depression. That and I've been hydrating a little better lately. <laughs> that <laughs> so, could be it. Like I got you know a new app that's drink your water. I'm like, oh, so. <laughs> that's but awesome, otherwise, man. no. But I'm excited. I just feel like generally excited about life and about today and about this episode. And so yeah, there's some good stuff going on. Hey, before we jump into it, um, we want to give a shout out to one of the funny things, man. Is is how you say these guys' usernames that leave us reviews? I think this is Newton Fifth. <laughs> yeah, I think that. A- Apple Fife? must make you make something or your suggested username, and it's like what? It's like I don't know what that means. So you know who you are, Newton. Newton. Uh, Newton says so thankful for the Life School podcast. As a person trying to navigate the waters of full time ministry vocationally, the Life School podcast is a source of energy and refreshment every Monday morning. I thank God for the effort and energy put into the quality, encouraging content from Caesar and Heath. It's like a Monday morning missional staff meeting with good friends. That's cool. Thanks for saying that. Newton. It is cool. I wonder how many people working at churches need a Monday morning missional staff like pump, you know, yeah, there like you a go. encouragement, right? Kick off your week with the Life School podcast. Yeah. Hey, today we're talking about uh, consumerism, and this uh, topic actually came from episode 162, which was just a few weeks back, but in that episode, we talked about the four different companies that want to fulfill our most basic needs, and those yeah, four... if you didn't hear that, It whoa, was crazy. Jump back. back to 162. That was so fun to do. Like, I'm yeah. not sure if it's like the most life-changing episode, but it's definitely the mo- one of the most interesting, right? It's one of the most out-of-the-norm episodes we've done, and I got more <laughs> comments from friends going, I have never thought about that, but yeah. I think you're right. Good. So this concept actually came from episode 162, those four companies being Google, Amazon, Facebook, and Apple. My and favorites. The, the four <laughs> that I've, I've literally used Google. The four horsemen. <laughs> I've used all four this morning, which is crazy. Um, let me see. Have I? Um, We're using Google right now. Um, yes. I bought uh, something on Amazon. I checked Facebook, and absolutely. I scheduled an appointment with Apple this morning. Yeah, and I have my new Apple watch on. So That's crazy. There you go. Yep. So the conversation in that episode kept wanting to bend towards consumerism, and we we didn't want to take the conversation fully there because we wanted to focus on what we were talking about. Yep. But we did think it would be really important to address it. So uh, today we want to talk about consumerism and it being connected to the church and how it's affected church and ministry. Do you think it has? Clearly, it has. Yeah, <laughs> and I don't think I don't think anybody would say it hasn't. Sure, right. So I, we're not coming from a place of like let's convince people consumerism. It's part of the church, you know. <laughs> so first off, let's just remind ourselves, all of us, we're the church. Yep. So we we can never poke the bride in that sense. Like hey, you know, what's wrong with the church? Well, mm. if you're a Christian, then that's you. So it's yeah. like saying, you know, what's wrong with me? Yeah, I'm a consumer, <laughs> you know, and yeah. I like treat everything like that. So, um, and I think consumerism. 
huh, these days, and I, you know, you say in the culture, you know, that's, sure. that's everybody but yourself. But I think consu- consumerism runs so deep and it's so normal, quote unquote, in our lives these days that it's, it's actually hard to see it and point it out. Hmm. You know, it's one of those things where it's like, well, I don't know if that's just consumerism or I just, I happen to get good deals on Amazon all day yeah. and night and I like stuff coming like the same day, you know, <laughs> yeah. you, well, there's a little consumerism Naivety, there. Yeah. They're banking on it. Right. Um, so it's, yeah, it's hard to even know that you're seeing it or doing it. Right. And so it's kind of mm. like that old school analogy, the two fish swimming in the fish bowl and the one fish says to the other fish, Hey man, how's the water? And the other fish goes, what's water? I'd never heard that. Cause they're just in it, you know? Yeah. That's a little bit how consumerism feel i think it is these days Hmm. now here's a i think a very striking and helpful definition of consumerism it says the protection or promotion of the interests of the consumers Hmm. those who consume right yeah and um interestingly the word consumerism comes from the verb consume no surprise which is rooted though the latin word consumere which means to use up or to waste wow now like that struck me because when I start thinking about consumerism connected to my faith, hmm. con- consumerism connected to the church, capital C in the world sure. and how we operate. Um, and it's, cons- and everybody goes, yeah, there's consumerism. It means to use up or to waste. Wow. And I'm like, whoa, whoa. So, you know, is that how we see the church? Which hmm. is, like I said, people. Um, do we see the gospel and our Lord Jesus that way? Like we're going to use it up and sure. waste it. <laughs> And I, unfortunately, like, it's like, yeah, sort of. And so, um, I think when we approach our Christian faith and our experience uh, and our responsibilities as consumers, rather than seeing this beautiful faith, this gospel, um, as an all encompassing way of life, a lifestyle Hmm. and a fully interpretive set of beliefs and values, then our church and Christianity becomes just one more brand or product we consume along with Apple or Amazon or Starbucks or Facebook mm. or, you know, and, and all too deeply, and this is where it gets really heavy, it, it's how we begin to express our identity too. Yeah. Just like we do through the products we do or the car we drive sure. or whatever, but also through like what we consume spiritually or like mm. the goods and services our church offers or yeah. oh, we got the new building up right on the edge of town. Do you see that yeah. there? You know, <laughs> so we are literally being consumed by our own consumerism these mm. days. And, and that includes spiritually, I think so. Yeah, I think but you know right. what? If people are treating churches um, like stores in malls, um, maybe it's because churches are acting like stores in the mall. Mm. Sometimes it's hard to even differentiate. Yeah. Like I've been at a couple churches where it's like, is this a Starbucks with a really good TV system and a, and a live band? Because they actually have the Starbucks yeah. served there. And it's like, you're actually pulling people out of culture. You're like, hey, don't don't worry about going to local coffee Researching shop. this, uh, I saw some articles where the, the graphics in it, I thought, no, wait a minute. Is that all those escalators and people? Is that a, that's, that's the lobby of XYZ Church. I've been there, you know, <laughs> or, or is compound. that the mall? Wait a minute. Yeah, yeah. I know. I know that you and I have both seen the ramifications of consumerism in our communities. And even in the churches that we serve or have served, uh, maybe you wouldn't mind taking a few moments giving us some ways that consumers might be sneaking in without us even noticing. Where you see, where maybe are you seeing it the most? Well, that's uh, <laughs> yeah, I can't take a few moments. Yeah. Um, that's kind of the crux of it. Well, let me say first, I think there's the goods and services side of the consumerism. Okay, like like just the way we treat it that way, and I'll I'll, I'll dig that out a little bit. Um, but then there's also the second side, which I'll get to in a, in a minute, um, where it's like 
the consumerism around the gospel and how we've mm. even framed it and proclaim it and come to understand it. So that's really bad. Okay, first, sure. the, the goods and services side. Here are three ways that consumerism can creep into our ways of thinking about the church. And I, and I like the way the uh, blogger Justin Carl broke this down. So, um, you know, I'm kind of whiffing off of his, some of his speed here. But sure. um, first one is the church as a drive through you know, this person pulls up to the church when he's spiritually hungry. Uh, he orders exactly what he wants. It, you know, it better be right mm. and speedy and satisfying. Um, hey, I didn't order mustard with that. Um, he comes to church <laughs> demanding that it's, you know, every good and service that he wants. Mm. And it's, it, and I only kind of go when it's convenient, it fits my schedule. And if anything's ever messed up, you know, in my order, I, off I go. Hmm. And I'll make sure to, to leave a bad Yelp review, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, you know, things like, can you believe it? This, look at this parking lot. It's so full. It's packed. I mean, we had a walk like, like mm. you ever been to a Walmart, you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or can you believe they didn't make me a deacon? Hmm. Look at, I mean, come on. Like we've been given, we're here, you know, yeah. or I just, I, we're out of here. I just wanted a mountain, mountain bike adventure ministry funded by the church with all my best friends. Is that too much? That you ask for? <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, and those people generally kind of just boing around between church, you know, different churches trying to satisfy their current, you know, hunger for whatever, you know, better preaching or worship sure. or like a different community. Like I'm single, so I need, you know, or, or I'm single again, or, you know, some special ministry. Hmm. And they're actually not that committed. They're, it's completely, what do I, what's in it for yeah. me? So it's kind of church's drive-through. So mm. I thought that was a cool way of saying it. Second thing is uh, <laughs> church as garbage collector. You mm. know, you know, like you, you put your garbage in the curb on a certain day each week, right? Yep. We did that yesterday, <laughs> and then somebody comes, shows up, and and they, you know, they collect it, right? It's taken away, and the truck takes it and speeds away, and you just kind of hear the noise, and that's how you know it happened. And you go get your can, right? Huh. And sometimes I think we we treat church like the garbage collector. When a person has enough junk in their life, hmm. you know, and it's starting to smell yeah. and get nasty and other people notice it's piling up, yeah. then, then, then we, you know, we drag that spiritual, emotional, relational garbage out to the curb. Hmm. And then we expect the church to pick it up and make it all go away, you know? Yeah. And in some ways, church is the place to bring your junk, being the church's sure. people, but this kind of all take and no give you know, sort of understanding of the church because it's a family. That's not what life in the kingdom's about. Hmm. So we kind of are just thinking, you know, I go to the church and, and I think this mirrors how we treat God, you know, like, yeah. you know, like Israel did this, you know, they went to God when they needed his help the rest of the time. Like, no, I'm good. I got yeah. it. See you next time. Yeah. I so know. I think we start to treat the church that way. It's like, and you know, you know, these people, right? Sure. Where I haven't seen them in months. It's like, oh, the kid's sick. Oh, they're back. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm horrified and I'm so sorry yeah. that their child's sick. But what's been going on in the last nine months like yeah they're filing around. for bankruptcy or they're talking about divorce they can't stop fighting exactly. so we'll see them back for a few minutes yeah okay and another here's another third way that we sort of <laughs> consumerize the church we treat it like the tax man or like the irs hmm. and you know these people this is a this person they're they're a member of the church you know they've probably yeah. done the class signed up and he or she tithes their money and their time Mm-hmm. when it works for them. So they're not hundred percent consistent. You know, I forgot this month and then I went on vacation, but I'm not catching up. Don't worry about it. You know, hmm. um, they, you know, they agree with the sermons. Uh, they're, you know, they're stoked to follow the church on their Twitter account. You know, <laughs> um, they even show up for sometimes, you know, men's retreat or this or that, right. Sure. Sometimes, but it's kind of superficial. Their heart is really far from loving the church and loving hmm. the people. And, being consumed with like, you know, what God's done in my life and what he's doing in everybody else's life. And what's, what does God want me to be a part of this and his blessing Hmm. and all that. And they think secretly, I think they're like, I don't really need this, but it's what a good Christian like me does. Sure. Okay. 
So that makes sense, man. I think that's sort of, you know, a kind of a fun way kind of a poke a little bit, uh, in our chests of how we consumeristically treat the church from a goods and services standpoint. Yeah. You know, it does make a lot of sense. Right. But, and, but then there's the more ominous sort of hideous side of it. Okay. Let's go there. Yeah. <laughs> Within the church. And it's where we actually let consumerism shape our relationship with Jesus hmm. and how the gospel's presented and taught. And I think this is probably what led to the other stuff, like sure. like a false little tiny consumeristic me focused gospel, you know, that the church is serving up as that's our that's our prime product is the gospel, yeah. you know, like. But if we do it like like we're a mall, well, that's no re, no uh, you know no wonder people treat us like a mall. So, so let me ask: Is the gospel say a prayer, you know, and really mean it, and then all your dreams will come true? Joy, peace, intimacy, happiness, prosperity. Like a Disney movie? Yeah. yeah right. Like, is that what the gospel is? Like, hey, no you, you know, and we've all seen it before. You know, you know, the guy that wa- walks into the worship gathering, maybe this, you're listening today and it's like, oh, this, I, I met this guy this weekend again. Mm. He walks into the worship gathering, his life's falling apart and he has no real meaningful relationships, kind of blown all that. And, and he's given his life maybe over to abusive substances, yep. substance abuse and all. His life sucks. And he comes to your community, comes to your church service uh, because he's got nowhere else to go. You know, maybe uh, maybe there's something there. He's mm. looking for something, uh, and he begins to reveal the horrible hell that he's been living through, and he knows his life's going nowhere. And that, it, and that's when we finally speak up. We go, mm. well, "Say this prayer, and you'll be saved." And <laughs> he may continue living like hell, but at least he won't die in hell. Yeah. And we feel, you know, we pat ourselves in the back. We check the box, another one, right? And he, this guy, can't believe it's so simple. He can't believe it's so easy and it's quick. It's so quick. Hmm. And he jumps at the opportunity because like you said, he's got no other opportunities. He feels like, you know, his life is hell. It's kind of like the BOGO, you know, the buy one, get one free offers. <laughs> yeah, <the> free meal. <laughs> you know? Like I want what I want and I want it now, you know, yeah. but is that the true gospel? Not at all, man. Or, or is, or is the gospel actually about an ongoing relationship with God and his son, Jesus and his family where you experience your needs met through the dying to self Hmm. and participating in a new life, the life that God always intended for you through living in community and giving yourself away. Yeah. Not on your preference, not on, you know, but on God's Hmm. and on the needs of others around you. And then receiving something of great value, something true and precious that has already been bought for you. Yep. Already paid for, you know, by God. It's taken care of. yeah. Yeah. Not trying to temporarily get warm fuzzies through stuff and programs or the coolest worship experience and best band. Hmm. See, I think Keith, that consumerism like that leaves us starving because it's false. It's counterfeit. Yeah, I agree. And it's a cheap filling of our sort of spiritual stomachs and, or our attention at the moment, you know, Hmm. I don't know, maybe it's like people that are quote Christians, but then they'll go off for a year or two crazy into end time stuff. Sure. You know what I mean? Or they'll go crazy off into like, deep forms of meditation, almost, you know, hinging on, whoa, I think that's leaning out of the God, you know what yeah, I mean? Sure. Cause they're always sort of the itching ear syndrome. Right. Hmm. And, you know, we try and fulfill, fill all of life's most basic needs and desires with everything and anything but God or hmm. the latest version of it, you know? Sure. And in ways that, and, and choosing our own preferences and timing and commitment. But I just want to remind us, Jesus already came. And mm. he is deeply committed, and his ways are higher than ours. And, you know, think about it. The essence of sin is actually replacing of God's ways for our own ways, right? Think back to the garden. Yeah, because, yeah back to Adam and Eve. So whenever we start to replace what God wanted to fulfill in our lives with everything else, even if it's churchy stuff, but not him, his life, his community, his family, 
we we end up starving. Hmm. Yeah, you're right, ma'am. Even as you're talking, I'm, you know, we've started. So one of the aspects of the show that I really love is that we try to get people to think more about the thing behind the thing, not just the, you know, not just like, oh, I've got blisters on my skin. I got to fix that. That's it's like, bad. No, there's something else going on yeah. underneath. And as you're talking here, I'm starting to see some kind of common currents of what might be going on as the thing behind the thing. What do you think it is? I mean, selfishness is the thing that, that first comes to my mind. Like, you know, it's, it's that I need to be pleased. I need love of self. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Which so is, love of self is behind consumerism of every kind. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Be it, be it like, you know, I, every two years, even before the lease is up, I get a new car. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I'm always worst deal after worst deal. Cause I've never paid off the last one and I'm just signing up for the next one. Yeah. It's love of self. It's, it's that immediate gratification. Yep. Yeah, and it's so foreign in the sense of, um, I was just reading this book the other day about how important the community is throughout the history of the church, especially in, a, in an Eastern lens. We tend to do stuff so individualistically here that mm-hmm. it's, I'll take care of this, um, which which plays into last point of like, well, you have a hurting person come into your church, and I even know churches that go, to be honest, we only help those who are members. So though you might be hurting, oh. like you've got to go through three months of membership classes, and then we'll have a little bit of money allotted to you that we can actually help you with to make sure you're not taking advantage of Ouch. the church. Uh, and so this individualism taking is Taking advantage of the church. Yeah. Like, how is that? I've heard it, though. Yeah. I'm, oh. yeah you know what it's like. Ugh. So yeah, I, I do think that self-serving, <laughs> yeah, self-serving side of it is one of the things behind the thing. Is there anything else that might be going on that you, you think? I think another thing, Heath, behind consumerism is that I actually know what's best for me. Hmm. And I, I can't, I can't, and I don't want to wait. Hmm. As soon as I see what might fulfill, you know, that yeah. hunger, that thirst, that itch, that pain, whatever, you know, yeah. boom, I'm going after it. There's no like, well, what I wonder what God thinks, or let me hmm. bring this to community. There's no, there's, there again, like you were saying, that, that self-fulfillment um, thing. Yeah. Like I need to... I need to do it. I, I'm always surprised at, um, and, and probably like you're saying, like we have such a westernized sort of me only gospel and a me, it's about me and my needs, sure. understanding of church and personal faith and a personal, you know, walk with God and all, you know, that we don't think communal. And so people don't ever stop to think like, hey, I have this need, I'll mm-hmm. bring it to my family, I'll bring it to my community. Yeah. Nope. I'll just solve it, you know, and I want it now. And I, and, and I remember. Which is a form of pride in us, you know. It is because you yeah. believe you're your own God, yeah. right? You have to be your own provision. Yep. And we, you know, you look back to like the temptations of Christ out in the wilderness, right? Yeah. Right after he's baptized in the Spirit, and the Spirit falls on him, and he's led by the Spirit, empowered by the Spirit. That temptation comes right away. Why don't you take these rocks and turn them into loaves of bread and feed yourself? Well, what's mm. going on there? Be your own provision. Don't wait. Don't wait on God's timing. Mm. It's exactly what's going on there. Yeah. And the, his identity's tracked, uh, attacked. If you're God's son, right? And I and I think that we don't see ourselves as God sees us, and that's a, a family, and we have very individualistic, selfish, you know, desires in life. And I think that the gospel we've been sold and told and reinforced mm-hmm. is the whole personal nature of it and private nature of sure. it and just say a prayer and, you know, personal decision and all that. I think it's fed right into it. Hmm. And so it shouldn't be a surprise then when people say, well, I'll be a part of your church based on goods and services, because that's how I came into the kingdom, (laughs) or I think I did. Well, a lot of times, too, when you ask, like, hey, uh, what led you to join our church? It was like, well, 
it really fits the needs of our kids. It really fits the needs of my family rather than Boom. this mindset of yeah. How I can saw I, pour I saw into... last summer when you guys put out all those slides and that whole water park thing yeah. right out in front on the road, and I thought, man, that looks like a lot of fun. And my kids kept asking to go. Like, when can we go there? I'm like, well, you don't even. It's a church, honey. He's like, well, can't we go to church? Like, I guess we can. You know, they got slides. You know. <laughs> so, how do you think that uh, now Have that we've seen those? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah. How do you think that we can go about now that we've addressed it? What do you think the best ways to maybe recognize consumerism in a community setting and address it even further? Does it really go back to? I'm thinking of like Philippians two three that says, "Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit, but rather in humility value others above yourself." Is that a good launching pad for us? Uh, it is obviously that's a beautiful, you know, Paul speaking in Philippians there, like don't do, don't do anything out of self ambition there. I think he's talking about how you address others, hmm. but even personally it, it's right on because are you, what is your, what's your self selfish ambition, you know, hmm. but, um, how do you recognize it? Well, let's say, let's start with how do you recognize it in yourself? Okay. okay. How do you recognize it in yourself? Well, um, I jump around to a lot of churches. Hmm. I've been to a lot. Um, I've been wounded by a whole lot of churches, mm-hmm. quote unquote. Really, I just didn't get what I wanted. Yeah. Right. I leave. Not, I leave when I disagree with what the pastor's saying. That's right. Yeah. And you know, I can remember as a young disciple, um, and people were leaving the church and coming and going, and I loved the pastors, you mm-hmm. know, and the pastorate and all. Um, they weren't perfect and all that. But I remember thinking to myself, you know, there's two things. There's two choices here always within the church. Um, maybe I'm right and they're wrong. Okay. Uh, maybe uh, they're right and I'm wrong. But if I leave and boing out of here to the next, you know, better looking option, so to speak, mm-hmm. I'll never know and, and get corrected if I was in fact wrong. Yeah. And if they were, if I don't stick around to kind of lovingly walk through that and then eventually go, oh, see, now they're seeing the way of that. And now we're, yep. we're a stronger family for it. Then they won't get the benefit, nor will the rest of the family either. So just bouncing out never is the answer. And you always are going to take that baggage with you to the next place. Right, like if of you bounce you out, are. you're taking you're taking your. In fact, that's to the how you even church. choose your next place. Oh, yeah. they're good on that one. Yeah. It's like people that you know they, they politically vote one issue. It's yeah. like, oh, wow, pretty pretty <laughs> small minded, you know. Yeah. And so I think you can recognize it in yourself. I'm like, am I bouncing around a lot to a lot mm-hmm. of churches? Um, how do I speak about my church? Do I speak about it like a product? Hmm. Like you want to recognize it? How do how do myself and other people talk about it? Like, do we talk about like, oh my gosh, the gospel transforming this and this person's whole life is transformed? And they, you know, when they were doing that, that was so much just like God. Didn't it look just like Jesus, mm. like on earth here with us, like living out through, you know? Yeah. Or do we talk about it like it's a building, right? Absolutely, it's, like it's a store, it's a mall. Do we talk about primarily the programming? Mm-hmm. Do we talk about I'm running late? For the service, you know, yeah. like I got to get serviced, I got to get my oil changed, sure. <laughs> tires are rotated, whatever, you know. How do we talk about the church? Do we talk about it like in mm. familial language or do we talk about it in goods and services? Um, so that's from a personal standpoint, right? There again, going back to, um, you know, going back to maybe how we first came to the gospel. I, I love what Hugh Halter and Matt Smay wrote in the Tangible Kingdom Primer. Okay. which is, we've talked about on different episodes. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's a, it's a tool for in community, kind of moving out of consumerism and moving more into incarnational ministry yeah. as a small group. But they say this, it's, pre- it's pretty cool. They say, the great theologian Sheryl Crow uh, sings <laughs> this line. <laughs> it's not having what you want, it's wanting what you've got. Hmm. And when it comes to consumerism, she's got it just about right, they say. Consumerism is that belief that happiness comes from getting what we want or think we need instead of caring about the needs of others And this perspective causes us to focus primarily on our own happiness. In fact, one of the main barriers to communion with Christ is our consumerism. Hmm. Consumerism turns our focus back on ourselves and our own desires and reverses the flow away from mission. 
But ideally, as we enter into true communion with Christ, we are naturally drawn into mission. Hmm. So I love that. Thanks, Cheryl Crow. Yeah, thanks, thanks those Cheryl. guys. You know? So that's, <laughs> that's some of what's going on in our own heart, okay? okay. Um, and, and the truth is God's called us <laughs> as his family, as his kids, to the exact opposite of consumerism. He's called us, just like his son Jesus, to sacrificial love. It's when we lose our life, we gain it, yeah. right? Luke 17, okay? Now, as for the church in, in, in recognizing their own consumerism, so if you're listening today, you're like, I work at a church, and I don't think we're all that consumeristic. I mean, sure, we got nice stuff, but I don't know if we're leading with it. Sure. Um, you know, church, capital C, the organization. That's what mm-hmm. I'm talking about here. So Tom Schultz at holysoup.com, he says this, and it's really helpful. He says, rather than emphasizing a consumption model for worship, the relational church becomes much more participatory. Hmm. So that's what we're saying is like seeing the church as family, relational, back and forth, give and take. It's not just consumption, right? Yeah. So rather than uh, seeding competition and comparisons, the relational church looks to cooperate with all who share our common desire to see mm. people grow in the relationship with the Lord. And I think the public, you know, weary of church's competitive spirits find any open cooperation among Christians to be really attractive. Mm. Okay. Okay. Another thing is rather than calculating numbers, relational churches relate narratives. Okay. That's good. Rather than citing statistics, they tell stories, mm. stories of life, life on life, transformation, sacrifice, people living their life that, looking just like Jesus, who is the glory of the Father. That's mm. that's their stock and trade versus square footage, the numbers they're running on Sunday, giving, yeah, all that attendance, stuff, giving right. the three Bs, all the stuff we've talked about. That's right. And so think think participation, think cooperation, and, and think in story. Well, I have to imagine that Jesus had something to say about consumerism and addressing that throughout Scripture. And I know that even Acts 2 seems to be the antithesis of consumerism. The way they lived. Yeah, just kind of this communal, everything in the pot. Uh, Is that really for us today? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Nothing's changed in that sense, right? Um, And Jesus does address it. He he doesn't use the word consumerism, right? Um, and, And I think to... To, to look, though, and where do we find him addressing is like, there, I think there's a difference between materialism and consumerism. Hmm. But I think consumerism, this, you know, this using up, you know, sure. for myself um, can lead to materialism, which is the tendency to consider material possessions and physical comfort is more important than spiritual values. Hmm. Jesus spoke a lot about that. So our consumerism leads to like all the stuff I want both in life and in the church, and I start to place more value on the stuff than the giver of the stuff, right? And so uh, he talked about that a lot. You know, it's like 1 Timothy, you know, for we brought nothing into the world, we can take nothing out of it, but if Hmm. we have food and clothing, we should be content. So he's saying like, hey, what are you chasing after? Um, Ecclesiastes, whoever loves money never has enough, (laughs) right? Mm. Whoever loves wealth is never satisfied. So that's stuff. And you can even put that with like church stuff. It's like, well, I used to be at this really quaint church and it was great and the people were awesome and all. But then this, they built this new building across the street. And mm. like, like, wow, there's slides. And, you know, <laughs> um, he says in Matthew six, don't store up treasures for yourselves on earth because that's yeah. all going to get destroyed. You can't take it with you anyway, but store up treasures in heaven, meaning invest your life in people and in the gospel because that's going to be there when you get there. Yep. And on and on and on it goes. So I think Jesus deals with materialism, which comes from the heart of consumerism. It's a me first thing. And it's this replacing of all the things that God designed you to need and want and desire 
with him being the fulfillment with stuff of your own choosing and now and your timing mm-hmm. and right back to the garden, you know, where I want what I want now and don't keep anything from me. So, yeah, man, that's a lot of uh, helpful. And that's still now, right? That's still, yeah. that's still for us today to consider and believe what Jesus says there. So. Yeah, absolutely. Let's uh, move on to the big three, as you know, if you've, been an active listener, even if it's your first time, what the big three is, is it's the three takeaways we'd love for you to walk away with just right now. And you can get them for free by going to 123lifeschool.com forward slash episode 167. Caesar, what are the big three for this week? Okay, first one, you're created needy and and you need Jesus, not his stuff. Hmm. God desires to be the fulfillment and focus of all your needs and desires. So trust God in his timing and lean not on your own understanding. Like it says in Proverbs 3, 5, and, and your own ability to grab cheap imitations. He has proven his love and his willingness to come to you by sending Jesus to provide the life that he's always wanted for us. So, hmm. right. You're created needy. You need Jesus. He's, he's the, he's the real, he's the better. Love Second that. thing is the, the true gospel, a big gospel, the actual gospel pushes back consumerism in your life. Hmm. You, you no longer need to chase after false imitations or things that will not satisfy in the long run. And and you have nothing to prove or earn through stacking up your stuff. Sure. Right? In Christ, you have something of great value, something true and precious that, like we said earlier, has already been bought for you through the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus. So chase that truth. Hmm. Not, you know, not to prove anything to God, but like make that the center of your focus in life. Grab a hold of that good news and drink deeply. Hmm. And let the Holy Spirit move you from un belief to belief concerning what are my true needs yeah, in a, a community, asking, yeah. you know, spiritually in the preaching, you know, in the children's ministry building with the slides or not, do I, you know, what is, <laughs> let the spirit guide you. And then third, trust God for your church and where he's placed you. Don't treat your church like a vending machine, you know, primarily dropping in a few coins to get goods and services out Sure. and ask God to show you why you're a part of this community. Like it's not an accident. And, and then ask him how he wants to use you to show his love and provision to others. Hmm. Man, those are three helpful things we can get on right now. Uh, thanks for the big three takeaway, yeah. right? If yeah, nothing else, that. don't miss those. So. Yeah. So you, again, you can get those for free by going to one, two, three lifeschool.com forward slash episode one sixty seven. We'll get those to you immediately along with other stuff. Like we're starting to add in like additional videos and additional yeah. trainings and downloads. We're trying to pack the big three. Not only that will you get in your download, but also some other goodies. So. Yeah. And maybe we can even throw in the link to the tangible kingdom primer, which we read from in this episode. Great. Here. Great. Hey, uh, Join us next week as we talk about a community that Caesar and I have started uh, called Cigars and Theology. It's a fun <laughs> weekend kind of event where we bring some drinks and have some cigars. And... Some people are thinking like cigars and theology. Those two don't go together. <laughs> so we're going we're gonna to talk about some, uh, some sort of normalized and unconventional ways of discipleship and uh, community building yeah. and even leadership development that won't be for everybody necessarily, sure. but maybe should be for more people than not. So Absolutely. come, come, and we'll talk about that and how people can get started with all that. And it'll, it'll be fun. It's gonna be really fun. Bring yeah. a cigar if you want. <laughs> Join us for that. And as always, uh, we'd like to thank you for joining us today. For more information, you can visit one two three lifeschoolcom forward slash podcast. <laughs>